is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a podcast and radio show for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. Um, and uh, let's just, actually, before we get into today's topic, um, which I'm going to let Father explain, uh, I do want to uh, remind you listeners that, that Father and I love feedback. Um, today, we, we have a topic that we've planned out. Uh, well, that's what we usually try to do is plan what we're going to say before we start recording. Uh, we love to get listener feedback, any ideas that you might have for uh, future episodes, something that you'd like us to talk about to explain some matter of church teaching, um, whatever it might be, please please uh, let us know that, and we'd be happy to to consider that for a future episode of Ignition. Uh, the best way to do that is to email me, Chris, um, at cbergwald at sfcatholic.org, cbergwald at sfcatholic.org, and that's spelled C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Uh, so, Father, you, you had the idea for, for, for doing um, a multi-part series. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to the, the, this over consent consecutive weeks, but this will be an occasional series that we do, laying the groundwork, a foundation for really a big topic. So you want to sort of just talk a little bit about uh, what, what this series is going to be about and its importance? Man. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a profound thing. I mean, what could you say? Man. Yeah. Man. Man. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, man, humanity. Oh. Uh, uh, what it means to be human, what the Catholic Church uh, says and teaches and has learned from the world around us about what it means to be human. Uh, and uh, this is what we, in technical terms, we would call this a Christian anthropology. Of course, anthropology, anthropos, the study of human person, uh, but from a Christian perspective, from the Christian worldview, Christian uh, vision of it all. Yeah, within within the 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 science of theology, one of the subdivisions of theology is theological anthropology. Uh, what it is that we know about man, particularly through divine revelation, what God has revealed to us uh, through sacred scripture. But but as is often the case with theology, it will also incorporate. It will be multidisciplinary, uh, incorporating as as you said, Father, things that we know about humanity from uh, other sciences in the world around us. Right. And this is important for us, this is necessary for us, because uh, one of the hardest parts about being Catholic in our day is not what we say about God, not what we say about the Holy Trinity, it's not what we say about the Incarnation, right? Those were the uh, debates and heresies and struggles uh, from the years before, right? Of, you know, is Jesus uh, God, truly God and truly man, or is he just God who's in like a human shell, no, that's not the controversy with the world around us. The controversy is what it means to be human and what it means to be alive, what it means to make choices. Can you make moral choices uh, or is everything okay and all sorts of things like that? Is there any purpose to our humanity or, humanity, or does our humanity have no purpose whatsoever? And so these important questions, it's good to begin to learn, to study, to think about. Yeah, and I think, you know, part of what, what is, as you said, what does it mean to be human? What is the essence of the human person? What is a person? Uh, what is a human being? Is there a difference between that? Um, and it is related. It's certainly, Father, related, though. It flows from, um, and we see this historically, um, it does flow from, or it's related, certainly related to the uh, those early heresies and the definitions that the church had to hammer out. The nature of, of uh, human, the human person, the nature of human nature, the nature of human being, the nature of human 
human nature. Anyway, uh, it does flow from the questions about the incarnation in particular, because God became man. Well, what is man that God became? And, and so what we're seeing, well, I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, today, we're seeing the um, those questions returning, but focus particularly on what is this thing that we call uh, humanity, human being. Right. Steal my thunder. I thought you were the systematic theologian that was going to take it all away today. Well, I mean, this is, I think this is, in seriousness, I think, Father, it is... It's important that we, you know, a lot of what we do in terms of the the, the themes, the topics that we address are sort of one offers. So we'll, we'll spend an episode and talk about, you know, topic X and another episode to talk about topic Y. But this is an important enough issue, uh, even if it isn't maybe necessarily uh, immediately obvious why, but this is an important enough issue where it's good to take the time to to not just address sort of the, the obvious, you know, the, the, the things that are out there in the culture, uh, but but to go take a step back and go deeper and lay a foundation so that we can look at these things in, in a more substantial manner. Right, and so this, this is going to be very. I'm excited for this. Yeah, and and. Um, the way we're going to be, you know, for, for maybe Catholic listeners, those, well, not just Catholic, maybe listeners who are familiar with this and, and maybe familiar with particular, in particular with the teaching and, and, and the life of John Paul II, um, somebody might think, well, okay, if, if, if you're, again, familiar with, with a lot of his writings, um, getting to something like the Theology of the Body or some of his writings before he became Pope, uh, Father and I had talked about a book of, of uh John Paul II's then um, Bishop Carl Wojtyla called Love and Responsibility uh, as, as a way to start. But we're not actually going to start there. We might get there down the road, um, but but we're going to begin with uh, with a really great summary of what the church teaches um, uh, about what it means to be human, what is man. Um, a great summary found in in, in the, the, the book that one would turn to in a situation like this to find what is the church teaching about X, Y, or Z, and that is the Catechism the Catholic Church. What does the church teach? Go to the catechism. Go to the catechism. So this is, this is, um, and the catechism as in, you know, so many, uh, well, virtually every instance, the, the, the doctrinal uh, presentation that we find in the catechism, it's not everything the church has ever said, but it, it's a, it's a synthesis and a summary of, of what the church says about um, a particular teaching. So in this case, we're looking at what is, what is man is, is, is the question that we're seeking to answer. And we're going to focus in on a few pages within the catechism. There are other places in the catechism that also address that question in relevant ways, but we're going to focus in um, on, on a few pages near the beginning of the catechism. Um, if you're familiar with the catechism, um, if you've ever looked at it all, you probably know that that it, it 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 you don't so much reference you don't reference the catechism by page number, but by paragraph number. Every, virtually every paragraph within the, in the catechism is numbered, and that's how how people make reference to the catechism. So we're going to be looking at at article or paragraph three fifty five and following. If you want to look this up, um, if you're listening on the podcast and want to pause and 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 uh, open up the catechism, or if you're listening by radio. You just want to jot down 355 so you can find this in the catechism um, uh, at a future point and, and look at, at, at the things that we're sort of talking about within the catechism itself. So, Father, when I was um, 
preparing for today's episode, just looking at the catechism, and we're not going to um, just literally read the section. Father and I are just going to, to, to refer to a, a few of these um, paragraphs and the things they say and then, then comment about them. But 355, Father, to me, really is a, a great summary of, of this treatment in the catechism on the nature of man. Um, the catechism focuses on four points, but it begins, as is so often the case, Father, um, and you'll be happy about this, the, the catechism um, it, throughout, but but particularly this section, or certainly including this section, is rich in scriptural references and citations, either direct quotes or paraphrases of what we find in the Bible. Doesn't that make you happy? It makes me very happy. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It makes me puzzled why you don't know more scripture then. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. I feel the love. Uh, so yes, so, so 355 begins with a quote from scripture, Genesis 1:27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then it gives four points that the catechism is going to focus on. Man occupies in place, a unique place in creation. One, he is in the image of God. Two, in his own nature, he unites the spiritual and material worlds. Yes, ghosts and sp- uh, goblins. Yeah, no, no. Uh, three, he has created male and female. And fourth, God established him in his friendship. So again, the next the next couple pages, um, just unpack w- those four points. The first one, Father, God is or man is created in the image of God. Um, and I well, think we a lot of should have beards, <laughs> especially our women. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, I this image of God then that we speak of. What is not not beards? Um, yeah. <laughs> wow, I was totally derailed by you, priest. Thanks. So this is what the catechism says. No reference to bearded men or ladies. Um, of all visible creatures, only man is able to know and love his creator. He is the only creature on earth that God has willed for its own sake. I'm going to pause there, Father. Man, men and women, humanity, is the only creature on earth that God has willed for its own sake. And that's a quotation from, from Vatican II, um, the Constitution, Gaudium et Spes. But if, if, Father, I think that that... That, that that point by itself um, hints at the grandeur of man. I, I think of the psalm from the Bible, Father. What is man, O oh Lord, that you have created him? And I think it's Psalm 8, isn't it? Does that sound right? Um, talking about God's love. Go in there. No, no I'm going to stop. Um, God's love for, for human and the, the, the grandeur of humanity. If you, w- w- when we look at all of creation, that's what the church is saying. When we look at all of creation, everything in, in the universe, the known and the unknown universe, we are the only creature that God has willed for its own sake. What does that mean? That means that we are... <laughs> That means that everything I think about uh, in my privacy, my own head, that I am the reason everything is here, is true. <laughs> the universe really the does revolve around me. The reason that stars shine, the reason that uh, oxygen oxygenates. <laughs> You're the chemistry major. <laughs> because we're here. Because of us. Yeah, for, well, for our sake. Right. For, in other words, we we are not created as the means to some other end. For, we're created for our own sake. We don't. We're not a cog in a wheel that leads to some greater thing. We are created for our own sake. Right. 
so uh, in that sense, we talk about uh, humanity as being the crown of creation in right. that way. Yes, yes. So, so please. Yes. And uh, uh, the other part that I really liked on that paragraph is that whole idea that man is able to know and love his creator. Right. That's, that, that's part of the classical image of God, that God as a spiritual being doesn't have bodies or beards. Right. Right. But God does have an intellect. He knows things. He can see, conceives of things in his divinity, and he chooses things. He wills things in his divinity. And so our ability to not to know things our ability to choose things is in the image is that image of god exactly and that's where and and and, and that's that's exactly the point that the catechism goes on to make in this paragraph he alone man he alone is called to share by knowledge and love in god's own life it was for this end for this purpose for this goal to share in god's own life that he was created and this is the fundamental reason for his dignity so we again of all creation and and we know, you know, we know very well uh, on, a, as a phys- on a physical level how insignificant our planet is, let alone we little mites on said planet. And yet, despite our physical insignificance, we alone are called to share in God's own life. And that's why we have the, the, the incredible dignity that, that, that we do. Right. And that's which is just incredibly awesome yes and there's there's a reference i'm not going to read this whole thing but within this within 356 which is the paragraph that father and i have uh, have been commenting on here there's also a quote from saint catherine of siena it's a uh, a quote from from one of her writings on divine providence and there's a line in here at the end of it that that struck me as well by love you have given her so this is this is uh, catherine speaking about herself um to god by love you have given her that is herself a being capable of tasting your eternal good. So by love you have given her a being capable of tasting your eternal good. So human nature is able to taste the eternal good that is God. We, we're insignificant, and yet God has created us for himself to share in his own life. Right, so that our significance isn't on the scope of physical or material things in the sense that the sun is certainly more significant than I am, the Milky Way is certainly more significant than I am in a material sense, the Big Bang is without a doubt more significant than I am, but the sun cannot conceive of truth. The sun cannot, con- cannot think, cannot make an act of love, of even imperfect love. But we can make an act of imperfect love. We can think of and conceive of freedom and truth. And so therefore, that shows forth that significance, which is talking about there, to uh, being capable of tasting your eternal good. Exactly. We, we, everything that you just said, the, the Milky Way, the sun, the moon, the, 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 the Big Bang at the very very beginning of of the the the, the universe's um, expansion existence whatever um, that cannot participate in God's own 
life, which is what he has called us to do. And that right there, Father, I think, I think you know, when, when people, you know, this has been part of the drama of, of at least Western, Western civilization over the last couple centuries. Uh, somehow there's this idea that began and is spread, and I don't know if it's dominant, but it's, it's a dominant idea, that Christianity denigrates and wants to pull down um, uh, humanity. And we need to free ourselves from the shackles of Christianity, Catholicism maybe in particular, um, if we want to, to achieve what we can achieve. Bunk. <laughs> I mean, this this point by itself, Father, I think is is a crucial point that that we need to be reminded of. We, being Catholics, need to understand and soak in. Um, we we need to marinate in this truth that that whatever our insignificant physical insignificance, God has called us to share in His life. And if we understand who and what God is, and then if we understand the destiny that He has for us. Um, it's not to rule the galaxy as father and son. It it, it is to share in his own own life, right? To share to share in the goodness, the joy of being in that way. Yeah, and and, and yeah. So so again, what we're just trying to do is lay a foundation. I think we could spend even more time on that, but for the sake of time, we will move on. Um, so, Father, the next paragraph three fifty seven talks now about what it means to be a human person. Being in the image of God, the human individual possesses the dignity of a person who is not just something, but someone. So what does that mean? What does it mean to be a human person? What does it mean to be not just something, but someone? The catechism goes on and says, he, man, is capable of self-knowledge, of self-possession, and of freely giving himself and entering into communion with other persons. That's what it means to be a human person. You talked a little bit about that, what you were saying earlier, riffing on what the catechism had just said um, above, uh, about knowledge and love and so on. You want to say anything else you want to say about that particular point in the catechism? No, but uh, just to get uh, the catechism to be on the same page as me. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, but that idea of self-knowledge, self-possession, and then that gift of yourself. Uh, but also, too, I think I wouldn't discount or to continue to remember in this that whole idea of the knowledge of spiritual realities, the knowledge of, of freedom, which is more than just uh, nothing's hindering me from doing something, the knowledge of uh, understanding ideas like that, um, that you can possess those things, whereas the rest of the material world, the other things in this world can't. Exactly. And that, but the whole freedom, by the way, if, if you, uh, at the Dasison website, you can find past issues, past issues, past episodes of Ignition. I think we talked about that around uh, the 4th of July last year in 2013, right, Father? Does that sound funny? baby. Yeah. Um, so, so this, this paragraph. You baby. What? Did I just call you baby or is that just kind of an exclamati- uh, exclamatory? Statement? I think that was a, I, I hope it was an exclamatory Good. remark. Okay. okay. We can go on. Okay. Um, the next paragraph, I'm not going to, we're not going to literally read every paragraph I said earlier. So 358 just talks about how God created everything for man. Again, sort of restating what we had just said, that everything around us is created for us. There's a quote from St. John Chrysostom. Uh, what is his Latin? What's that name mean, Father? Do you know? Golden Mouth. He was an incredible homilist. Um, I, I, should, is it Father Andrew Chrysostom? No, that's is that, no, no. What about you? Uh, I don't think that's been promoted by anyone yet. Okay, all right, maybe someday. Uh, Saint John Chrysostom said, wrote this: For him, for man, the heavens and the earth, the sea and all the rest of creation exist. So not only are we, yeah, we're insignificant, but everything exists for us, as you said earlier, Father. Right. It's all about you. 
but also, too, the importance of, for the sake of communion with each other and communion with our Lord. Um, that makes it get down, down to that last point a little bit about uh, man in paradise, if we get to that section. But again, man was created uh, by love and for love. Right. By, yeah, exactly. God created us out of love, and he creates us for love. Love of him, above all, but also love of neighbor. Um, another crucial point in this this first section of the Catechism on Man uh, in 359 talks about uh, a fi- well famous in some circles quotation from uh, Vatican II in reality it is only in the mystery of the word made flesh that the mystery of man truly becomes clear and I'll read that again it is only in the mystery of the word made flesh that the mystery of man truly becomes clear Father what's what's that mean? What's very important actually uh, it means to us the literal meaning of that statement is that uh, we only understand our humanity by looking at Jesus. Exactly. Studying the person of Jesus. Because Jesus isn't just God come to save us. Jesus is God living as a human person. God living as a human person with human intellect and human will and human emotions and human imagination and human capacities just as we have. And so to understand our own humanity, and we certainly look at our humanity, but then we also look uh, at our humanity as it's lived best, you know, good examples, things like that. But, of course, the greatest example of our humanity, the truest revelation of humanity, is Jesus himself. Right. So it's it's by looking at him. He he is the, the paradigm for what it means to be a human being. He is the paradigm. Uh, he's the model for what it means to be a human, uh, man or woman, man and woman. Right. Which is why, if we are truly Christian, we will never be able to be silent about what it means to be human. Exactly. Be silent about what it means to be human would give up something about Jesus. Exactly. And that, that's why, again, this all ties together with even those, quote-unquote, ancient, I mean, for us now, hundreds of years ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, those debates about the Trinity and Incarnation, because it matters to our own self-understanding. It also makes sense that maybe that this would be the progress of uh, rebellion against that teaching, at least historically. Exactly. Right. The reason, by the way, I said that this was a, a, a famous um, uh, passage, uh, there's, there's a priest uh, originally from Puerto Rico, uh, lives and works in New York City now, uh, Monsignor Lorenzo Albacetti, who said that um, if, if John Paul II, blessed soon to be St. John Paul II, um, had, had personalized license plates, they would have read GS22, Gaudium et Spes 22, because in many ways his pontificate was unpacking this phrase, th- his teaching was unpacking this phrase uh, right here. Um, Father, this last section within the, the first point of the catechism section on man just talks about the, the three, 360 talks about the fact that we all share um, a, a common origin and therefore we form a unity. So the human race forms a unity. Um, so, so we are all, you know, I mean, sometimes this can become trite and, and overused or, or uh, become superficial, but, but we are uh, a human family. And as the Catechism says in 361, we are all truly brethren, brothers and sisters. And that, that I think sometimes it's easy, you know, war and so on, we, we can forget that. Right. Now, brothers and sisters in the order of creation. Right, exactly. Which is, which is an important point to make, though, because, we, you know, racism, uh, nationalism, uh, deny th- those either explicitly or at least implicitly deny the fact that we are all in the order of creation, brothers and sisters. 
and there was much teaching on this point uh, in the uh, 1930s and 1940s exactly. by Pope Pius XI and Pope Pius XII. Exactly. Um, the, the next section, um, and, and we're not going to get through all this whole section of the catechism. We'll, we'll continue uh, with this uh, again in another episode uh, in this se- occasional series. But the next section, to me, Father, makes an important point and probably one that we'll have to revisit down the road. Um, it, it's titled Body and Soul, but Truly One. Um, and, and really, the, to me, the, the, the fundamental point of this section is that the human being, the human person, Everything that we've just been saying, it, it is, is the unity, uh, the technical word is composite. It's, it's the unity of the body and the soul together. And I think sometimes that, that can be, um, the importance of that can be forgotten. We tend to emphasize, even in, in popular culture, the soul, you know, and, and, and that will be freed from the shackles of our body at death and so on. Uh, an ancient idea going back to, to ancient uh, Greek philosophy, it's, it's elsewhere in various, various philosophical um, theories, uh, religious views and so on. But what, what, what Christianity says is that, no, it's, it's the body and soul together, that the body is part of the dignity of the human person. I can't tell you how many times it seems like people are surprised when I bring up the resurrection of the dead and that you will have a resurrected body. Right. Yeah. Because that's the way that God intended, we're, we're intended to be that union of body and soul, the unity of body and soul. Who, who I, so the way that I often explain this, um, I, I don't just have a body, I am a body. Right. Um, and that, 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 I think that's, a, that's an important point that, that bears repeating and explaining. And uh, also with this, too, is um, the idea that what we do in the body matters. Right. In the sense that what we do in the body matters to our soul. There's a connection between the two that, you know, you rightly bring out that, you know, most talk in society is mostly about, like, our soul or things like that. At the same time, we do very little for our soul, and we have very little concern about what is done to our soul by the actions and choices we make. Exactly. You know, we can, we're obsessed, uh, we as a culture are obsessed with with bodily youth and bodily health. Um, You know, you... (laughs) It, 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 I think it's amazing to me, Father, in the space of what forty years, the change, for instance, the the the, the public perception of smoking, gone from you know the Marlboro yeah. Man to what we have today. Marlboro Man, the symbol of male virility. Exactly, and yet, so, but the Father. By the way, just a quick aside. I, I mean, it struck, somebody pointed out. I read somewhere the curiosity that smoking is verboten, but but smoking marijuana is okay. Right. I don't really... Yeah, I can't wait until they allow smoking marijuana in public places, but don't allow smoking tobacco. <laughs> exactly. But, but it, it makes total sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, but, but again, so we're, uh, we're obsessed with bodily health, but the, our spiritual health and the impact that, that what we do with our body has on our soul uh, is, is important. The catechism says... Um, that, that man, in spirit and matter in man are not two natures united, but their union forms a single nature. So, so what we are is, is, is a, that union. Um, yes, that, that, that's torn asunder by death. But as you said, Father, at the end of time, we'll be reunited with our bodies. Right. Uh, and again, as you say, I don't have a body. I am a body. Yep. So we'll, um, we're, we're, we're we've, 
basically run out of we have run out of time uh, for this this episode. But we'll we'll revisit this and continue to unpack um, th- this teaching um, in the future, trying to understand what is man? What does it mean to be human? Uh, until then, or in the meantime, if you like to give us any feedback, again, questions about this, ideas for future episodes, the email address to reach me is cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.